1: This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. So your Steelers miss out on the playoffs in 2023, but their 2022 season, I think, was a pretty good success. I think yeah. when you finish 7-2, and two, it's hard to have a bad taste in your mouth. And they did everything they needed to do in the last week of the season in order to get in they just didn't get the help that they needed now you could have won earlier in the year to avoid needing help but you make the bed you lie in the bed they needed the jets to win but you can feel good that like, Jacob, how bad would it have been if the Bills won and the Jets won, but the Steelers lost to the Browns? Like, then everybody would be feeling miserable.
0: Right, if every, if every if domino happened, fell but in yours, your favor
1: except the one that you had the only my control Pep over. Pep and the step might be a little less today. But a young team went out there, played a game that they had to win at least to get in, and they won it pretty handedly. They won it—I don't know if you would call a two-touchdown win a blowout— but for the 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers, this was a blowout win. Like Again, I'll, I pointed
0: this out in a previous episode. It was the most points they've scored in a win all season long, and it was their most points – it was their largest margin of victory on the season. 14 points. 14 points, Tom. I mean, like – That's ridiculous. That's a that's big largest spread. margin of, yeah. of
1: victory, though. Like,
0: you, I get that. You know, a lot of teams do that almost every week. Like, the Chiefs can blow you out. The, the Bills can blow you out on offense. So can the Bengals. But – 14 points is a lot. I mean, to beat a team by two touchdowns, that's a lot of points. How many? 14.
1: How many po- touchdowns did they beat them by? Two? Two, that is. Yeah, it was impressive, too. That's why you have such a good taste in your mouth leading into this offseason. You go 9-8. and eight, You take care of your business against the Browns, and, and that's a learning moment, too. And I, I, I think Tomlin talked about that in the post-game presser. He said, you know, although this game wasn't a win and your in type of game— in our eyes, you had to win it to have a chance to get in, so therefore it had a big game feel to it, and and Akersher Stadium had a playoff vibe to it. It was a Absolute. very loud environment. One for them. thing that I
0: loved to to kind of take note of yesterday was compare that crowd to the crowd on Christmas Eve.
1: Oh, the Christmas Eve crowd was so loud, though. I mean,
0: it it got loud, but you could see yeah, the course, stands were empty. Because this of the had extreme like, weather. I, I think you met, I think you laid it out best. This had a playoff like atmosphere. You you didn't, you didn't get, like, the wide shot of Heinz Field and seeing a bunch of yellow from the seats. It was a packed house yesterday.
1: Yeah, you know, we give out tickets for Countdown to kick off on Wednesdays at the Trolley Stop before home games. Me, Tim Benz, and Matt Williamson do a two-hour show on ESPN Pittsburgh there, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, not only for that Raiders game when we had tickets to give away, but games before that, home games, yeah. The Saints game after the bye week, people were not, you know, jumping up to scan the QR code and sign up for the free pair of tickets. Everybody in that damn restaurant wanted the Browns mm-hmm. tickets before that game last week, so the vibes were way back up. For I mean, Steelers imagine Nation. being in that stadium
0: simultaneously because it almost happened at the it same almost time. Almost happened the exact way When the Steelers to. won, and if the Dolphins
1: had lost, and that, that place would have gone nuts. The players would have gone nuts. Alan Saunders from uh, Pittsburgh Sports Now noted on Twitter he was at the game covering it. You could hear a pin drop in that stadium when the everybody uh, knew the horrible. Sanders uh, field goal went through. I mean, because at
0: that point, the Steelers had the it game was over. Won. That game yeah. was
1: over. I mean, I switched. Guilty. I switched the TV in <laughs> the studio here to the Jets game because uh, it was over. The Steelers, right. when they got up, they when took the, of Watt business. scored that right. touchdown, it was over. So... They took care of business, and again, like kind of where I was going with that, Tomlin saying, it's good to see a young team respond that way in a big game, in a game that you needed to win. And they went out there, and they played must-win type football. And they did it with a slow start, granted. You know, the the Browns scored first. They That trend was bucked by the Steelers um, recently of teams scoring first and the Steelers losing the game every time. But still... They lose a lot more often than they win this year. When the other team scores first, not the case in this one either. They respond beautifully with a touchdown drive of their own to George Pickens, 31 yarder, tie the game at mm-hmm. seven, and didn't look back from that point on. Had the lead from that point on of the game after Boswell made it ten to seven, heading into the locker. Room and how about Bos?
0: He looked it great. Yeah. He looked
1: great in that game. And both. Field,
0: I mean, the first one was what a 50 yarder. Did we
1: get away with a bad Boswell year and a year I that think you so. really didn't need him?
0: I mean. On the year he went, what eighteen of twenty eight? I believe he or does 18 this every twenty six, something least like we've that. We've seen
1: this track record before. A bad year, but it's been followed by all pro years before in the past. So, I think it's worth taking the chance that twenty twenty three will be all pro. And there's right. no you question didn't... about it. You signed him to an extension, and you didn't lose
0: any games because of Boswell. Uh, did
1: you... unless you want to say he didn't get the ball high enough on the Calais Campbell block, but. I think that was more blocking up That's more blocking. That you
0: know what Calais Campbell He's can do. the best do. of all time right. blocking
1: field goals. Exactly. So, so I don't know if I put the ball, uh, the blame rather on him. But that's the only kick that I point to in circle and say that's a win. But it's not like it's in not 2018 his, yeah. when he had his
0: – when a lot of people consider his worst season of his career, and you could circle games and say, yeah, if Boswell hit a field goal here or two field
1: goals here that he didn't hit, you win that game. Well, it, wasn't the one that was just egregious, too. It was, he was lining up to tie the Raiders game, I think, in in Vegas, and he just fell when he went to kick right, it. He yeah. just tripped and fell on his way to kicking the ball. And so. there was obviously something wrong that yes. season. And this year wasn't his best year either, but he was true yesterday in that department and made some big field Both goals. years, 2018 and 2022,
0: the Sealers just missed out on the playoffs. They won their game in Week 18. And we're relying on another team to lose for them to make it in. It didn't happen. But in 2018, you could say, "Yeah, Boz hits that field goal in one in like week ten or week two. You we make land. the playoffs." You're not saying that about this season, right? And again, you said the one time if you hit a field goal against Baltimore, you win that game. That's blocked by Clay's Campbell. But you're not putting the blame solely on Boswell on that no, play. No, no,
1: no, no. You're not. There's too many other pieces to a field goal getting blocked than to just say the kicker mm-hmm. messed up he kicked it's not like he kicked the ball right into the center's butt like right. it, it wasn't right, right. that low of a line drive so yeah you can't really blame him for that one uh but he's he i have confidence in him heading into next year he's he's a great kicker to have in your back pocket especially for a team that isn't going to try to contend next year but i think is going to try to compete for one of those wild card spots no questions asked um so many young guys on this team just really encourage me, and I and I know that people are mad at the Steelers for not, and I'm one of them for not picking an lineman with the first two round picks since David DeCastro in 2014. That needs to change. I think it's gonna change this year, but they've had some pretty big draft classes the past couple of years. And when you really think about it, I mean, you got your guy in Najee Harris. Yeah. You got Pat Fryer, who was end, extremely right? quiet yesterday. and Well, he and he got hurt. T's and P's up to him for the season. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a tough offseason recovery from. him. That's a bad knee injury that he had at the yeah, end of the game. Yeah, but at least, you know, you're not playing in a— I mean,
0: granted, you would like to be playing in the postseason. At least you don't have to wonder, oh, if you made it to the playoffs, what would have happened if Pat Fryer was Pat was me. out
1: on the field, would he have been a next factor? Mm-hmm. So— He's but a, at least but now he has
0: the entire offseason. But he my knows point his is, focus.
1: he's a hit as far as a draft. Yeah, is right. You got your quarterback last mm-hmm. year with Kenny Pickett. George Pickens you looks your like receiver. he's the number one receiver. You got probably your wide receiver one for the future. And you know what, man? Connor Hayward's going to be a problem. Yeah. That dude is a Swiss army knife type of player. And Derek Watt, I think, has had a really great season as far as he's concerned. And they've used him a little they bit use more, them than a ever. Lot more this year than they have in the past.
0: But God, you kind of like to give it to Connor. I Potter. like Hayward
1: more than him. Yeah. Hayward reminds me of Uschick a lot. Yeah. Not that he's going to be that guy, but Watt doesn't have the capability to run routes and. Beat you on like wheel routes or over the middle of the field, like Hayward, and make catches like, like Connor has. No, Hayward can do all of that, and he can also do that like weird jet sweep fullback dive that they've mm-hmm. been running with Derek Watt. Because right. Hayward has done that a couple times right. himself, and got in a big. He got a big first down in this game. Mm-hmm. He iced the Raiders game by a big jet sweep right. that he got handed the ball to. He's faster than Watt. He's going to get bigger as he works his way into his sophomore season this off season. I'm a big Connor Hayward guy. Absolutely, and, and and don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting here saying. This guy's tight end one. He's gonna light the no. league up. No, 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 no. But as like a really unique fifth, sixth option that you can hit guys with, he's gonna be a problem sometimes. I think that's a good point. I think he's like kind of like that's like the NBA equivalent he's like, a, he's of a sixth man, he's like right? His chick. Right?
0: He's like the NBA yeah. equivalent of a sixth man. You have your receivers, you have your tight end one, you have your quarterback, and you
1: have uh your running back. Like but you then think he's that next guy that you can throw in there. You think Niners offense, you're thinking Debo, you're thinking Hayuk, mm-hmm. you're thinking Kittle, you're thinking McCaffrey but you shit can hurt you just as bad well, as all. Here's the thing, too. When Derek Watt's out on the field,
0: you kind of know where the ball is going. It's either going to go to Najee and he's going to be an extra blocker, or he's getting the ball himself on like a third and one, fourth and one, and they're just plowing forward. Connor Hayward, he could do that same thing as as Derek Watt, but then he's also burning you up the middle
1: of a field as a receiver as well. And here's the thing. If Connor Hayward gets an inside handoff in the Seas part, like Moses in the Red Sea, he can take that for 15, 20 yards. Derek He's Watt's just gonna rumble and right, stumble exactly. with like four just or five you, extra yeah. yards. Yeah. So again, this isn't against Derek Watt, core special teamer, scored mm-hmm. a touchdown yesterday, right? And has had a really successful season on short yardage getting first downs for the Steelers. So, yeah,
0: something that the Steelers weren't really keen on no. doing well
1: the past couple of years. So they used him more this year, and he rewarded them for them using him more by by being a positive but there's just too much potential there to ignore with Connor Hayward but again it's another draft pick that i just look at it, and say these past couple that's classes that's a last one too which really made, helps these past couple classes been really good for the steelers as far as those positions are concerned the skill positions you got to get the beef now you got to mm-hmm. go shopping at the butcher i think that's a a big thing at the top of everybody's list in this offseason is beef up both of those lines and jacob the good news is that second-round pick you traded for Chase Claypool. It's the 32nd overall pick That's now. basically a first-round pick. I it mean, is a first-round pick. Yeah. There's Every 30, other year, There's thirty two prospects. first-round So you're going to get the 32nd right. prospect. Right. But you know what else I like about this? Let's go Windhorse for a little bit. Mm. What could be happening in Pittsburgh? <laughs> you have the 17th pick and the 32nd pick right now. That's some capital. You could trade up. I'm not saying they're going if you to. you need to. But if there's a corner on the board that you, you like. Love He's not Sauce Gardner, but he's pretty damn close at like 8, at like 7. Maybe you give a phone call to whoever holds the 7th pick and say, "Hey, you want 17 and 32 for this 7? We really like this cornerback." I'm not saying that's what they do. Last time they did something like that, they got burned by Devin Bush. Yeah, so I don't did. know if that's fresh in everybody's minds in that organization. And they're, they're kind of saying to themselves, we don't want to do too much. My point is you have some really nice draft capital now all of a sudden and some maneuverability. Like you have the pieces to play the chess game if you want to. But either way, I'm happy with two first round picks too. Seventeenth and thirty second. You can get two impact players right now. It could
0: help you. I mean, say there's nobody that you're really looking for, and say at thirty two, you're not super high on anyone. You could also you could combine maybe, you know, moving back, but to gain more in the future. Like what if thirty two, you're not you're not your guy's not there and you want to reach because your next pick is gonna be at what? Fifty? Because
1: no, it won't be a 50. It'll be... Because they have
0: the 18th pick. 17th. So it'll be 49th. Sorry. Yeah. So, no, it's not going to be 50. No, no, no. It'll Just be... forty, forty 40. 49th. So you're picking three times in the top 50 this
1: year. Right. Which is really good.
0: But you could use those back end, the 49th and the 32,
1: to maybe gain more in the future. I don't know. You have options. A ton of options. I don't know if I'd necessarily be into trading back as much as up because I want premier talent. I want yes, you I don't want, want pedigree more, on the right. offensive line. I don't want three fourth-round picks so I can take three fourth-round linemen. I want to take a lineman at seventeen. But granted,
0: overall. you, you kind of not struck gold, but two years ago in 2020, you drafted Kevin Dawson, who's a, a starter on your offensive line, with a fourth-round pick. I mean, like— you can get guys. But they're
1: and, missing the star. Yeah, of course. They're they missing the star. They're missing
0: the the pouncy. They're If missing they get the a left tackle that's
1: a star, they're an offensive line that has a lot of promise next year. Yeah, because it would be that left tackle and then Dotson. Or more. They might try more out at that guard spot. You know that that's right. a trickle down that you have at the very least more is your swing tackle, and then
0: you have obviously Mason Cole at center, James Daniels at right, and, and then, then Chukes it, at on the right tackle, and
1: all of those guys like they all fall down a peg. James Daniels, in my mind right now, is the best lineman on the on the offense. He becomes the second best lineman. Chukes becomes the third best lineman. Mason becomes the you know like right. that trickle down trickle would be down. so valuable. So then you have they, more depth
0: too, because you're no longer saying which Well, if Mason need, Cole goes down, or if or if Kevin Dodson goes down, then you got to put in Kendrick Green.
1: You need more depth this yeah. next year too, because ain't no way they're gonna get as lucky injury wise no, on the offensive I mean, line. Someone's gonna get hurt. I mean, the way
0: that the offensive line was set up at the beginning of the season in 2021, and then you compound that with the amount of injuries they suffered, you could not have had a more uh, backwards fortune from 2021 to 2022, because there was so much uncertainty in 2021 going into it, and then you had all those injuries. 2022, you bring in James Daniels, you bring in Mason Cole, and for the whole season, Tom, you don't really deal with injuries on the offensive line. I mean, how how rare is that, Tom, that all five guys basically stay healthy all year long?
1: Oh, it's it's it never happens. I nope. mean, it's, it's an anomaly, no question. That's why... You need to have that in the back of your head as well. Someone's going to go down. Someone needs to step in. Imagine if Dan Moore's your sixth man, though. Like, imagine if he's your swing tackle. Imagine Mm -hmm. if Troops goes down and Dan Moore steps in for two games. Like, that's better than what you could have ever had this year if an injury were to happen. You were lucky that an injury didn't happen, though. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first
0: move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for
1: details. On the defensive side of the ball for the Steelers, in, in this Cleveland game, I mean, they just swamped the Browns. I know that they had 134 yards rushing. Nick Chubb had 77 yards on 12 carries. Why did he only have 12 carries?
0: Because it's Kevin Savansky. What is going you, on wait, there? Okay,
1: so Kevin Savansky,
0: as of right now, it's 10.30 in the morning on a Monday, on Black Monday for the NFL. We already saw Lovey Smith go down. Savansky's St- closed a job, but— They fired the D
1: coordinator. There was a Cleveland Browns personnel man who lost their job after a Steelers matchup. Yep, they fired the D coordinator. Does that kind of tell you that they're not going to fire— just Stefanski. say like, okay, we're not gonna clean house entirely. Because that's a if they fire the D coordinator first, that makes you think that Stefanski was a part of that decision. Whereas if they were gonna just clean house, they would have fired Stefanski and the D coordinator, and then, the coordinator all fall by right, the wayside right, right, anyway right. because the staff leaves. So, I, I really think that they should think about moving on from Stefanski. But I guess that they're gonna try to ride the stability out. Um, but again, they, they were. Absolutely suffocating Deshaun Watson. He got sacked seven times, got hit ten times. It, he was tough to bring down, give him credit where it's due there. I mean, he's a big dude. It's tough to sack that guy, but they sacked him seven times, pressured him ten times. Uh, he threw two interceptions. Uh, yeah, he had two tutties and two, 230 yards through the air, but, I mean, he was under harassment all game long. Mm-hmm. Run the damn ball. Give him some help. Make sure he's not back there like a sitting target. Now, he does hold on to the ball forever, and you saw that in the game, too. He was just holding on to that thing all day long in the pocket for the Browns. Yes. But, like, if you have a running back that's ripping off 6.4 yards per carry, and, and Jacob, at the beginning of the game, he was ripping through the Steelers' defense. Uh, Chubb was. Why 12 carries? Uh, <laughs> why 12 carries? Why 22 carries as a team when you were running for 6.1 yards per carry, and why 29 passes as a team? It, it it's just indicative of what's wrong with that team. Like, I know they weren't really playing for anything but spoilers, so maybe in his head he's like, well, let's have the Deshaun air it out a little bit and see if he can knock off some of that rust. I would be gearing up towards next year and say, nope, we're going to be a run, 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 and then run some more mm-hmm. team. Let's try that blueprint out now against the Steelers. Chubb, I'm giving you 25 carries. Kareem Hunt had four carries. In well, he game. also got hurt, didn't he? I think point? he did, yeah. but still, do you think he would have had much more than four carries if he stayed healthy? I don't. Oh, well, you, you haven't seen that happen all year long he's gonna get out don't you think he's he's gone he He, should i mean he he's good enough i i really think he's good enough to be a a, uh an rb1 at the very least an rb2 at a place that's gonna actually use him, right and and split Uh, other like not only not use him but like also use the running
0: back that's what i was just gonna say like chubb
1: has a gripe here too right chubb should be getting used (laughs) he's the second leading rusher i guarantee you give him Seventy more carries this season overall, which he probably should have gotten. He mm. beats Josh Jacobs out and he's the king of the, the rushing statistics. He's the third of the rusher. I think mm. I think Henry actually passed him. Okay. Uh, but either way, I bet he's the lead leader if you give him the carries that he deserves. So I, I don't know what to make of the Browns offensively in this game. All I know is that the Steelers were sacking the quarterback like crazy. Two and a half for Alex Highsmith in this game, two for Cam. Terrell Edmonds got in on it and had a right. sack, half a sack for TJ. Ogan came up the middle and had a sack, but that was all on TJ because if you watch he that, he creates play, the pressure. Yeah. Everybody split to guard TJ, and Ogan just kind of like, just like was like, thank Ogun you. Joby, I'll walk right Ogun. down yeah, the middle right. and get a sack on Deshaun Watson. There was another play Ogan kind of had that similar tactic. But he whiffed. He whiffed on Deshaun Watson, and then. He dumped it off and they crowd him and it was a And no they game. got It was like a th- three yard loss. But you could to see Hogan go to the sidelines like, oh, that's a statistic right there. That's an extra. That's an extra combo in my paycheck potentially coming up if I get that extra sack. So, but they were all over Watson. And defensively is a little bit weirder to judge this off season on as far as you know what you need is compared to the offense because they need they need a shutdown corner, and they need inside linebacker help, but they could also use an extra edge rusher. And they could definitely use another body on the defensive line. So love the way the defense rallied towards the end of the year. Love the way it looked with TJ Watt back in the fold, even though he wasn't 100 percent TJ Watt. There's still some spots there and some holes in that armor that if you don't shore up, it might not look as good as it did in the second half this year or next year. Uh yeah, right? Just because
0: given that the blueprint for that team, Right, is defense, right? For the Steelers. For now. For now. Uh, For that's now. a good point. For that's now. a good point. But the identity has been steel- has been defense, right? Yes. And you bring in Lario to to kind of shore. I mean, think about it, going into this season, the, the concern on defense, there was concerns on both sides of the ball, but the concern on defense was shore up that D line, improve on the run, on the run stop. And I think the acquisition of Lario really, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't the when everyone's doing their season ending rankings of who was the best acquisition by any team at any point. he's not gonna be at the top of anyone's list. But Lario certainly improved upon helped the defensive line and helped the run game. So I think that the run defense right now, like you can look at it as a season as a whole or look at it just on Sunday's uh, performance. What a turnaround, and moving forward, and we're going to do a lot of coverage on this, but moving forward, I think Larry O kind of has to be one of those people where you say, I kind of need to bring this guy back, or because I don't really know what the defensive line is
1: going to look like without him. And just, once again, just with Cam Hayward. Got to bring Larry O back. Alu's done. He's got to be. Yeah, he's gone. From. I like Montrevius Adams, and I think the team likes Montrevius Adams too. Nice little depth piece there. Yeah, it's a depth piece. Wormley ended the season on IR. It's gonna be tough to. Not come sure back you want to bring him back just because he's getting up there in age anyway. Um, yeah, you need to bring Joby back, no question. You also need to address it in the draft or free agency. You just you just need. Right. to Right, I mean, like body. how
0: you said, if you don't, if you don't move up and you don't move back,
1: you got three picks in the top fifty. You don't have another Cam. Or anybody that can potentially be another Cam, because your Cam replacement, your Cam bridge, retired earlier than Cam, with Steph to it. That was that mm-hmm. was your bridge after right. Cam was done, and now he's gone. So you don't have anybody. And I'm interesting comments from Cam post game, by the way. Did you hear him kind of leave it up yeah, in the air? Yeah, you know, I
0: was kind of sh- surprised, but I think it was a humble answer. He wants to play here, but he knows it's a
1: business. But I think the deal can get done. There's a potential out in his contract this year that would make it only a three-year, $43 million deal and would give the Steelers a $12 million uh, dead cap hit uh, on this coming season. I can't season. imagine Cam Hayward
0: wanting to leave the Steelers. It's up to him. Well, Steelers don't want him to leave. That's for That's sure. what I'm saying. It's up to him. I can't
1: imagine he wants to leave. Not to play for another team. It would just be It would retire. just be to leave, I think. I don't think that there's any, like, But if I'm Cam, I want to go ring chase and play for the Cam, Bills. If I'm Cam, I mean, I get
0: it. I don't know what it's like to be a professional football player, the physical tool, but I'm looking at myself saying I'm still one of the best defensive linemen in football. I'm not, you know, kind of going out gracefully and not able to really keep up like I was when I was in my in my 20s or even early 30s. First half
1: of your season this year looked like maybe it is that yeah, season, but, but that not turned the around. Second half. You look, but it great. also
0: turned around for the whole team. Also, um, you look. I mean, I I mentioned earlier the identity identity wow! Identity of this team is on the defensive side of the ball, what if that does change? And he says, I'm still kicking it, and I have Minka, and I have TJ, and I have Highsmith, and I'll have a rookie next playing next year with me. I'll have Larry O back with me next year, hopefully. But the offense can finally do something. They can carry us.
1: They can right? win games. Like,
0: this could be a team that can make a run. And would I really want to miss out on that?
1: No, do I want to be like the pop star drill of this Steelers team where mm-hmm. it's all these young guys and trying I'm the to leader win, and I'm the, and I'm the veteran guy? I played with Ben back in the day. I, I, I know you young whippersnappers
0: t- have no idea. I can tell you what it's like to miss out on the playoffs for six years in a row. I know, or, or, or to not get a playoff win six years in a row. Let's not do that. You always
1: need to bet us, right? Hey, exactly. Let's win this one for Cam. Let's get one for Cam. Get one for way Cam because door.
0: if Cam retires, he'll go down. Probably as the number one Steeler without a ring, right? That's I mean, fun topic
1: to talk about in the off season. For you could sure. say some On guys a certain stealer like standard show Kevin
0: Green, uh,
1: Antonio Brown. It, well, he oh, if we're doing an off season episode about this, his name is coming up a couple. Yeah, of
0: times. but it's not. It's not like a oh, I wish. AB had. It was, I okay, wish well, we could have a, taken advantage a of an
1: Antonio Brown. That's a different topic then. If we're talking best players to not win a ring for the Steelers, no question he's up there. No question. Yeah, he's up there. But I'm talking about if the conversation is. If we're talking about players, players that make you feel Oh, come good. on. Get out of here. Oh, but still, it makes me I mean, feel Cam Hayward's
0: up there. Kevin Green, Greg Lloyd in the 90s. Louis Lips. Louis Lips, yeah. Tunch and Wolf. Oh, well, that's that's up there with the, I, I wish they could have had one.
1: I wish they could have had 20. Those yeah. guys both deserve 20 right. Super they, should, they deserve to win the Super Bowl every year that they play. Those, I wonder two of the if, nicest guys I wonder if Earth.
0: Max and Wolf ever had that joke.
1: you, know, <laughs> Do you Max think Wolf like, shows up with the two rings the on bling, his finger? I got the bling Wolf. He's like, it's, hey, Wolf, if you ever want to wear one of mine, go yeah, ahead. Right. I, I'll have another one that I can wear well. <laughs> Uh So, interesting comment, but I will say all this also. Sure very easy for elder players to after a 17 game season getting your ass kicked to be like it might feel good to not do this next year but give it a couple weeks body starts to heal you get into the offseason workout regimen you're back to 100 percent, you love football it's a lot harder like it's easier to say maybe it's time to walk away once when you're, the season once is the over war yeah, yeah, ended yeah, yeah. but once you've got a couple of weeks to reset you're at cabo you're sipping my ties you're having a great time Man, I love football, right? Like that just starts to creep into your head again. It happened to you Tom miss Brady, it, this right? Year, you're right? gonna
0: miss it if you if you would walked away and you're in and you're in July or you're in June and July and you think, wow, uh,
1: I kind of wish I was suited up, getting ready to go to the Trobe with the guys. Yeah, right like now. if you're not a player like Ben, if you're not a player like Watt, where it's just JJ Watt, where it's just like so clear, it's the end that you pull the plug even before you have time to think about it. I get that. But with Cam, it's not the case because he's still an all-pro caliber player. So yeah, he he'll really make an all-pro take, team. I don't sh- know
0: if he'll make first just because of that s- rough start, but he'll make at least, he I think, the second team all He should take a
1: second or a couple of weeks to really think about it if he wants to, to walk away because it, it isn't like a Ben where you're walking right. away at the end. And it doesn't You'd have be to walking be walking away where you're still pretty damn good. There
0: is no timeline. There is no rush schedule. He doesn't have to be forced to make a decision right now. No, but... I
1: really hope he comes back because I do they too. can't afford. I mean, to lose I him right
0: didn't now. even think it was a possibility he wouldn't until I heard what he had to say yesterday.
1: Yeah, did I, you? I didn't think so either. And maybe it's not a possibility. Maybe he just maybe said,
0: it's just Cam being Cam and being one of the most humble guys you've. I met don't doubt on in the team. moment
1: he felt that way, right? But maybe he feels completely different today. Yeah. Like I, he's just an honest person that speaks his mind. Yeah, in the moment, and that's I think what what happened, but. With this defense as a whole, man, did it play a lot better next year or at the end of the season. But imagine if they had a – imagine if they got Bobby Wagner this season instead of Miles Jack. Like, imagine if they were in on that sweepstakes for for that free agent linebacker. That, that dude played amazing for the Rams this mm-hmm. year despite being on a bad a team. A really bad team. He was still an all-pro caliber player. I'm not saying you're going to go get a Bobby Wagner – but if you can upgrade from Miles Jack even in that inside linebacker spot uh-huh. via free agency, if you can get a good shutdown cornerback in the draft, then all of a sudden I think this defense can get to that elite point. I don't know I if they're elite that, just yet. Well, they're not because they're the elite passing at defense kind of They're elite at, yeah. tur- at picking the quarterback, picking the ball up,
0: not. Recovering fumbles. No, they're
1: terrible at that. <laughs> That'll ch- that's something EO's that's going to that's gonna change next year, though. That so they yeah. were such an outlier in that category that. But also, to the same token, not only will that outlier change, they probably won't lead the league in interceptions next year either. That'll no. come back down to the the media. Yeah, but they're not going to go from no. what twenty-one to like five. No, they're not. Not with that secondary. Yeah, I mean, assuming the right pieces come back, to KZ back. KZ back. I, I want all three Sutton safeties back. back. All three safeties in Sutton, I think, are locks. Bring are the are the back. necessary pieces moving forward. And I'd bring with, Levi back under the auspices that you're going to have another number one in there, and Levi's going to be your two That you're going to go out and you're going to draft yeah. your number one. Like, I'd bring back Levi, but he can't be your number one corner. I mean, for who Levi is. And don't forget, we still need to see William Jackson. He never got activated right. from IR. Right. So you don't really know. He what practiced his talent this last is. week, but that was it. He didn't play. I mean, think about that,
0: Tom. Moving forward, your safe your your secondary could be a combination of Edmonds, K Z, Minka, the safeties, Sutton, William Jackson,
1: Levi Wallace, and First a stud draft Rookie. Pick. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's not it's not bad. No, it's not. Um, but gone are the days of trying to put a Witherspoon. Trey in the Norwood, line. Witherspoon. Gone are those yeah. days. Get a stud again. It's the mm-hmm. same thing with the offensive line. Yeah, you've got guys that have gotten better, and have shown that they're above average. But you need a stud to bring it all together. You need that. You need that number one talent. So, that's where I'm really looking at defensively. Is that yeah, you've got your big three in Minka, Cam, and T.J. Yeah, you've got Alex Highsmith uh-huh. emerging as a number four, a clear number four. But KZ is emerging as a number five, maybe. But like, I don't know. Keep those I mean, guys. I he had around. a great he had a great read on it on that interception. I think KZ the did. I think the you can end this episode really nicely by just saying, overall offense, defense, coaching staff wise, there was improvement all year. Mm-hmm. Don't settle. Yeah, right. Try to get don't, even better. Don't lay off the gas. No, push it down. Keep even going. Further yeah, now. keep going. You're going 70 miles per hour all of a sudden get to 90. Your defense improved, your offense improved, now your let's, weaknesses
0: improved, and
1: you finished the season with a 7-2 and record. Now let's improve the talent yeah. on those sides of the yeah. ball. And now we'll keep be going. Keep getting, keep getting better. Keep going. Keep getting better. That should be the credo for the Steelers in this offseason. Subscribe now to our show, The Steelers Standard. Every episode we do is available for you to download, and you can subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find your podcast, We got a playoff field set, my man. I know the Steelers aren't in it, but I'm a football fan. I got a little tingle down in my stomach about this playoff schedule. We'll talk about Week 18. We'll talk about the playoff matchups, our, our early thoughts on the wild card round that gets kicked off on Saturday afternoon. Be exciting. It's so exciting. It's the best time of the year. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Again, you wish that your lures were in it. But I, I have a feeling that more often than not in this future, the Steelers are going to be participating in yes. this tournament. I, I'm and, with you on that one. Everybody feels pretty good about that, and they should. For Jacob Brecht, Tom Opperman. We take a look around the NFL next here on the Steelers Standard.